Against a four-man rush, Allen scrambling, directing traffic, downfield, end zone, Gentry made the catch, Wyoming on the board, what a throw. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. I'm really excited for this episode. Uh, well, today we're going to be talking about Josh Allen with Bradley Ilitello. He's a colleague of mine over at uh, DLF. You can follow him on Twitter at NFL underscore Draft Hub. Bradley, how are we doing today? Doing really well. at a good day up here at the U of M and uh, excited for this talk, talk some Josh Allen. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited I made it through saying your last name. That was, that was a concern of mine coming in, but... Um, so let's talk about Josh Allen because he might be the pol- most polarizing, highly debated prospect. It's him or Lamar Jackson, one of those two, whatever one you want to pick. So before, before we talk about Josh Allen, I want to kind of hear about what your process is for evaluating players and how important is arm strength to you? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Uh, something that's shifted a little bit this year. I've thrown a little bit more weight on accuracy and decision making, taking a little bit off throw power, as you said, in mechanics. Um, that being said, though, uh, my top three throwing accuracy, decision making, mechanics are all up there. Hard to differenti- differentiate between which one is one, two, three, whatever. Uh, the next tier would be footwork throw power and mobility and then pocket presence is also something i look at and then obviously they're off the field their leadership characteristics uh, i'm going through each, all that stuff is important but um those are the basic criteria i go over yeah so it sounds like you and i have a similar thought process arm strength for me might might be at the very bottom of my list for the sure. most part these nfl guys are coming in they can make nfl throws i mean occasionally we get kellen moore's and it's pretty obvious that he's not doing that but i mean with josh allen I, obviously the first thing to talk about is his arm strength because he might have the strongest arm on planet Earth. I, I know that the the fun thing that was reported was that his radar gun was like 66 miles per hour at the Senior Bowl. I, I don't really know if that helps anybody being able to throw 66 miles per hour, but he can fit the ball into some really tight windows. Is that the thing mm-hmm. that gets you most excited about him? You know, when you say that, the, the, the thing that actually gets me the most excited is that pure arm talent mechanics, whatever you want to call it. Sure, the, the cannon that he has for a right arm is certainly impressive, especially when he rolls out on the right. Man, there's nothing, there's no distance that he can't throw to. I'm sure that, you know, might not get there the most accurate-wise, but he can make every throw on the field is certainly exciting. But, yeah. I love his release, the quickness release. It's just, for me, beautiful to watch. His elbows at a perfect position when he releases. Um, so that's what gets me the most excited. But, yeah, throw power is definitely up there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think his upper half is very good. I, I have concerns about his footwork. Um, I, I I think that's one of the things that leads to his uh, inaccurate throws, especially mm-hmm. when he feels pressure. He can kind of step away from throws and it can lead to some inaccuracy. So is that a concern of yours? Absolutely. You nailed it right on the head. Um listed actually word for word listed under my notes for him is uh footwork causes lapses in accuracy and you, you got to at sensing pressure he gets under pressure and his footwork can lead to some lapses and some really bad lapses at that um some head scratchers like how how on earth is that inaccurate on that throw but so yeah the upper level mechanics is good the footwork is definitely a concern and let's hope nfl coaches can uh fix that before it, it uh derails his career yeah he's certainly not the only uh quarterback coming into this draft that has major footwork concerns i mean lamar jackson has them uh sam Darnold has them josh allen has them for for me it's footwork is something that can be improved for sure oh. i'm I'm worried about him when he faces pressure and he starts to feel ghosts and he bails a clean pocket and he can almost roll into more pressure. So it sounds like you have some of the similar concerns that I do. Oh, absolutely. And the thing about the pressure is, 
I do like how he's mobile and he can escape pressure. But like you said, sensing pressure. I mean, a lot of times he'll either face phantom pressure or he won't realize that there's pressure around him. And it just leads to bad situations for him. So he's just got to improve in that category. No, I, I mean, I agree with that 100%. I was, I was expecting a little bit, something a little bit different. Um, do you think that his issues versus better competition are is a is a real problem because i mean in his career against the top six opponents he played he was Mm -hmm. 95 for 186 which is a 51 percent completion percentage for 1039 yards seven touchdowns and 13 interceptions which is pretty terrible i mean his game versus iowa was awful his game versus nebraska last year i think he threw five interceptions right and one of them the safety picked off and then the he kind of threw it at the safety afterwards uh mm-hmm. the Oregon game was painful to watch I mean when when you see a lot of small school prospects one of the things I want to see is how they step up against bigger competition because they're they're playing at a lower level than some of the the top guys in the draft so is that a concern mm-hmm. with you for you with Josh Allen it really isn't not as much as other people are concerned about it um I mean I can Hang my hat on a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, even look at Carson Wentz was able to take take up even a bigger leap than Josh Allen will have to. But then, you, yeah, you talked about specifically in big games against bigger opponents, he didn't show up. I, I know fans hate to hear people, including myself, keep beating this drum, but, man, the guy didn't have a lot of help around him. I mean, this year he lost his starting center that went to the NFL, starting running back that went to the NFL, and tight end left to the NFL. Um, and that game against Iowa, for example, I mean, he's just facing guys like Josh Jackson on the other side that are first-round talents, and Josie Jewell, it's a you know, second day two or day three talent uh, that he doesn't have that talent around him. But what I did like to see was um, in the bowl game and in the senior bowl, he uh, played a lot better. I liked, I think maybe he's starting to turn a corner a little bit in that aspect because uh, he was playing with guys that are obviously good around him in the senior bowl. And I liked, I liked what I saw from him. So, yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Listen, he's, he's coming from Wyoming. He's going to have the worst supporting cast of all these guys. Uh, I, I think the drops are something that people talk about. And I don't think that's a real thing. I think uh, PFF did something where his like he had a 4.3 percent drop rate, which was the lowest of the top uh, six guys that are projected as potential first round picks. The counter argument to that is, you know, when when you are the best, when you're a good quarterback, you elevate the team around you. When yeah. when you're playing teams that are better than you, you kind of mm-hmm. elevate your play, and that play elevates other people. I mean, that that's one of the things that the NFL great quarterbacks talk about, right? Like Tom Brady gets thrown in there with whoever, and it seems to work out. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, same thing. I mean, year after year, I mean, he's turning these no-namers into consistent even fantasy producers. That's amazing to watch. But, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, so the the thing ultimately for me is that I think there's a lot more negative than positive with him. Okay. So I, I think the footwork concerns are legitimate. I think the accuracy concerns are legitimate. I think the performance versus the better teams are concerning i do agree with you the fact that you know he started off slow according to a lot of reports in the senior bowl and then as the week progressed he got better and he had yeah. a good he had a good uh game in the senior bowl um which you know for him that that's uh, the senior bowl probably mattered for him more than any other player and this process is yeah. going to matter more for him than any other quarterback do you ultimately believe that he is like a top 10 nfl um it's funny you say that. So when I was doing my pre-2018 uh, analysis, he was one of the guys I looked at. And um, at that time, I said, wow, this guy's going to be a top five pick. I mean, if I could, I was assuming he was going to at least improve in the areas of footwork, decision making and accuracy. And I don't even know if we saw improvement. We might have even seen um, him take a step back in those areas, which is concerning to say the least. 
But that being said, right now I have him as a mid first round talent, which obviously is still the combine. I want to look at one more game from him, which could move him up to the top 10 or even bottom of the first round. Uh, I feel really good about that rating with him. If I were a GM, I can't say I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't like to spend a top 10 pick on the guy. I mean, his ceiling is tremendously high. And as we see with these quarterbacks, if you can get one of those guys, man, 10 to 15 years, you're set as a contender each and every year. Even even if your team goes downhill for a little bit, like we've seen with Drew Brees, you get a couple good rookie class and all of a sudden you're a Super Bowl contender. So I think he's a guy worth taking a risk on. Sure, there's a high bust percentage. Um, sure, there's a, pit, a chance that you look like a fool doing it, but I think it's a worth risk uh, risk worth taking. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. My, my thing is that, you know, there are a lot of quarterbacks that we've seen get drafted that are these big guys with big time arms that mm-hmm. don't really do much in the NFL. I mean, it, it seems to be the kind of the guy that's busted quite frequently um i'm not i'm not saying he's paxton lynch or christian hackenberg but those are the kind of guys that you know nfl draft evaluators love because they got these big arms that they think they can do a lot with and then there's a lot of holes in their game that continues but the lack of production in school worries me and i was like you coming into the year where i thought i had some high hopes for josh allen that if he improved in areas you know he could he could be a top 10 pick i thought he regressed in almost every area which made me Real concern, and I mean, I currently have about a third round grade on him, um, okay. because I, I would like to, if I'm an NFL team, I want to try to develop him. If I draft him as a top ten player, which he's he's ultimately going to go in that range. I mean, yeah. it's not like he's not. I, I have some real concerns because those are the kind of guys that tend to play right away, and I'm not sure he he's ready to do that. Um, and I, yeah. I think that could really hurt him. And we talked about a supporting cast. If he goes to a top ten team, there's a good chance that he plays with a poor supporting cast. With Allen. Do you have an ideal landing spot for him? Oh, man. I mean, like you said, he's going to need some playmakers around him right away. He's not ready to throw guys open necessarily. But I don't even want him starting right away. I don't want him starting even maybe in the first two years. I think we could be looking at an Aaron Rodgers situation where what did Rodgers sit three or four years before he even uh, became the starter? And not saying that Allen could could be the next Rodgers, but I think that's the perfect situation for him. Now, the nice thing about you said how if he's a top 10 pick, there's going to be a lot of pressure to start him away, blah, blah, blah. The nice thing is it is actually really well documented on a lot of fans that they don't like him, blah, blah, blah. He's not good. And maybe they'll they'll be more patient with him knowing that, um, knowing that he's a project kind of guy. The reason I'm laughing over here is because while you would think that fans could think logically, history says fans never think logically. And as a Jets fan, I can tell you that the, the feeling that a guy sucks and then mm-hmm. not playing for two years, that still doesn't sit well with the fan base. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, I hear you. But to answer your question seriously, the ideal spot would be a Pittsburgh where hopefully you get Big Ben. You know, I don't know if they'd they'd have to trade up. I don't know how that would happen. But you get Big Ben and you somehow get him to stay for two more years. And, you know, you come in with Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Jesse James, Juju Smith-Schuster, Martavis Bryant, a terrific supporting cast that you just need to get the ball to. Um, that's the ideal spot. But, I mean, who? what quarterback wouldn't like that spot? You know, so. Absolutely. I mean, and on top of that, his his – his ability to throw the vertical ball, right? Like that, that would fit really well there. I mean, Todd Haley loves that. And that's one of the reasons he's constantly connected to the Browns is how often they want to throw vertically. Um, and they have Corey Coleman and Josh Gordon. He matches up well there and he kind of checks the boxes of what they look for a quarterback. So there's a lot of talk. He goes to the Browns, which would, would probably cause Twitter to blow up. So I, I don't want to talk all negative about Josh Allen, I, but I, I do want to bring up one more point And I want to talk about something I do really like about him. Um, okay. Allen's kind of lack of production, big arm, all that stuff. I was trying to think back of the last time a player kind of didn't really perform well in college and then end up as a successful quarterback. Sure. Do you have one that comes to mind? 
Um, That's a tough question I put you on the spot for. But, I mean, I asked Twitter this, and I got some Joe Flacco's. I got Dan Marino, which is a throwback. Um, if, if you have one, feel free to, to throw one in. But my answer is that it's kind of rare. Oh, very rare. So, But he is a rare kind of talent. I mean, we're not seeing a guy with his tool set, his frame, the arm strength, mechanics, mobility coming out even every half a decade. I mean, this is a – I think he's a real gem. Um, like you said, the production scares me scares you like you said but i just really want to see what he can do with nfl coaching staff nfl facility um nfl teammates around him i really think he can bloom i think the thing that is i or i'm going to talk about the fact that it's sneaky athleticism and that's just a way of saying that he's white which which is fun that we still continue to need to do this in the draft community we can't just say white guys are athletic he he's very athletic after lamar jackson he's probably the most athletic quarterback in the class i mean he he's gotten comparisons to cam newton which I think I is, that that's been a little bold, but like he right. he can move around. You see, him, they ran a lot of zone read with him. They had QB powers with him. He he's a kind of a big guy that's going to be able to get out of pressure, pick up five, ten, fifteen yards here and there. So I I do like that aspect of his game. How do you feel about it? Yeah, you mentioned the comparisons to Newton. I mean, really, those are just you take his six five size, his mechanics, his throw power and decision. Or, I mean, and then his uh, mobility and say Cam Newton well. Newton didn't have these kind of flaws um, coming out of Auburn. I mean, he was a winner. He put up trem- – I mean, there's a reason he won the Heisman. The guy was putting up ridiculous stats. So those concerns, like you said, are, are a little bit of a far fetch. But, um, yeah, his mobility. I actually had him as my third most uh, athletically gifted quarterback. Then Nick Fitzgerald decided to go back to Mississippi State. So now he is, like you said, uh, right behind – well, not right behind Lamar Jackson. But yeah. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's on his own planet when it comes to athleticism. And, and Nick That's Fitzgerald's – hopefully his foot is reattached now because that was that was one of the worst things I've seen. But um, yeah. with, with Josh Allen, do you have a player comparison for us? If he can develop like I think he can, I think you take here, – here, I'll, I'll give you kind of a mix of both. I think when you take the mechanics and the throw power, I think passing-wise, I think he can be a Phillip Rivers. Um, but on the negative side, with his decision-making concerns, there's a ch- and with the pure arm talent, there's a chance he ends up being like a Jay Cutler who can never – he can always make those boneheaded decisions that make you scratch your head. But uh, the mobility and, and mechanics-wise would work there. So a look hybrid. Well, what do you think? What are you thinking for uh, comparisons? You're, uh, you're not going to like mine. <laughs> Okay. Oh, jeez. Mine is a better version of Kyle Bowler. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he came he came into the draft, wasn't super successful in college, had a huge arm, was showing it off all the time. Decent athlete, just completely busted. So that makes it sound to to the listeners like I'm saying there's a zero percent chance Josh Allen works out. I don't think that. I think Twitter has basically tried to go complete opposite of mainstream media, where they're just saying he's the number one pick, he's the greatest thing ever, and Twitter's like, whoa, let's calm down, let's point out all his flaws. He's kind of somewhere in the middle. I'm lower on him okay. than you, but I get I get getting excited about him because anytime you're athletic and have that kind of arm strength, you know there, there's mm-hmm. obviously a ceiling. I think there's a yeah. floor, and I think there's a better chance he hits his floor than a ceiling. But like Kyle Bowler yeah. had a ceiling too. So basically, what I'm trying to compare him as a pro- and Kyle Bowler went what late first round. So I'm talking about prospect, not results. See the 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 problem with comparisons is that people basically say you're saying he's Kyle Bowler, you're saying he's Aaron Rodgers, so therefore he's going to have an Aaron Rodgers career or he's going to have a Kyle Bowler career. And it's like, no, I'm what I'm trying to tell you is that his traits match up with this player, and just because that player didn't work out doesn't mean he can't work out. But that's exactly. that from a trait standpoint, that's kind of who he reminds me of. 
yeah, that's why I, I usually try to stay away from comparisons. Uh, fans take them a little too literally. Usually when I'm comparing someone, it's just comparison and literally to a prospect even a couple years before. So fans can just kind of know what kind of player they are. Um, not, I mean, Kyle Bowler could have easily ended up being successful. I mean, that could have easily happened. It just didn't. So, yeah, you, you can't take it as their results as gospel. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think comparisons are mentally basically done for the lowest common denominator. And I, I know people love love comparisons, but ultimately, like, you're, you're kind of – someone can better understand it. And mm-hmm. comparisons, like you said, get pushed – and then people just say, okay, so now this is my expectations for this player. And that's not really what what, what the goal is. But yeah. Bradley, I just want to thank you for coming on and talking Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. It, it was a pleasure to have you. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Yeah, so on Twitter, at NFL underscore Draft Hub. And then Dynasty League Football. Uh, I'll be writing my scouting notebook, which gets produced about once a week leading up to the draft and then thereafter. So those two main places to find me. And uh, it was great having, great talking with you, Elliot. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. Guys, uh, make sure you tune in for the next episode where we're going to have Wes Hubber of Pro Football Focus to talk Mason Rudolph. As always, guys, thanks for tuning in.